Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh. We are so excited. Happy 2024. Welcoming in the new year. We're so excited to be here with you today. My name is Norma Jean Belenke, and I'm the head of events here at Podbean. We're joined by our director of customer success, John Kiernan. Hi, John. Hello, hello. And joined by a pair of headphones and a Shure MV7 microphone. There is no product placement in this. It's just I love this (laughs) microphone. And I'm finally happy to uh, be bringing this to our episodes here. So I'm doing well is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. I've got the Shure MV7 rocking as well uh, with my Vocaster um, from Focusrite. You know, I think it's always important to talk about what gear we use because today we're going to talk about Podbean Academy and really how to set yourself up for success with resources. A lot of the resources we have here at Podbean, and a lot of that includes gear recommendations. So that's a great point, John. I'm going to read our brief intro, and then we will jump in and get started. Sure. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcasting Smarter and our January live event, Launch Your Podcast Journey, Discover Podbean Academy's free resources, where we're talking about resources, tools, and courses to successfully get your podcast up, running, and growing, whether you're a beginner or a pro. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions just like this one with top podcasters and industry experts. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast, so make sure to check that out. This is the first event in our January launch month, so please stick around as we've got production best practices with Dan from Focusrite on January 18th and the folks from Dear Alice the design podcast talking all about how they grew their show, and that'll be on January 25th. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 640,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today, and now we'll get started. Thanks for joining us, John. Of course. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to do? It's something unprecedented. I'm going to give an air high five to Dan for when he comes on next time, because if you guys (laughs) haven't heard about Dan from Focusrite, he is your go-to resource on so many things. Uh, Focuswriter, awesome. And we've had lots of interactions with him with conferences through email and just like Focuswrite and Podbean, the symbiotic relationship. Uh, he's going to be a great session. So please, when you talk to him, make him do the high five the other way to <laughs> pass John. We'll, do, we'll get that air high five in. And Focuswrite, <laughs> for everybody out there, it's a company that makes audio interfaces. So that's going to be something that really helps you balance your audio as you're recording. I think John's got one going right now. I can show yep. you guys my my Vocaster too, which is from Focusrite. And it basically, you just put the inputs in. So, I mean, this one's not plugged in right now, but you can see where it plugs in. And we, we have a whole session on that um, January 18th. So make sure to check that out. We really want to make sure that you're comfortable with your production and how you're recording and that you're really set up for success in, in all ways. And that's really what we're here to talk about today. So John, first off, what are the resources available in the Podbean Podcast Academy for somebody just starting out their podcast journey? Yeah, definitely. So the one thing with the Podbean Academy that I want to bring up is we will talk a lot about the starting stages of podcasters, the first in of, I just started my podcast, I'm excited, what's next? But there is something in Podbean Academy for everybody. So you're going to see a lot of different things, a lot of different resources. 
But specifically talking about our starting up podcast, you have this idea, you have this concept, you have this idea that you want to get out into the world into new eyes and ears. Great. What do you do? What kind of episodes are you going to be creating? How long are they going to be? What gear might you use? What's the title of your episode going to be? Uh, we have different resources in Podbean Academy that will give you guidance on what you should be considering when you're starting your podcast. And some of those different resources may include simply a post that talks about the start to finish of the life cycle of a starting up podcaster. Uh, we also have different tracks for different pieces of the podcasting industry, such as growing your podcast, monetizing your podcast, getting started with your podcast, as we're talking about here, which are broken down into different modules that basically tell you, hey, here's one piece of consideration. Here's the why. Why are you starting your podcast? How should you be thinking of that? All these different things that are at your disposal as tools within Podbean Academy. One thing that's great is about each of these tracks is not only do you get an individual session of here's the why behind your content. Each of these sessions, or most of the sessions, I should say, will also have actionable items at the end of them. When we're asking you what's the why behind your podcast, Yes, we're going to be telling you lots of considerations. And these are things that even during the session, you'll say, hmm, got to start thinking about that. But one of the best ways to take action simply is to take action. So at the end of uh, the majority of these tracks, you will have, let's say, a downloadable or something that we want you to do. Okay, take a sheet of paper and write down your why. Why are you starting a podcast? In general, who is your audience? If you go ahead and you put these things into physical practice, a lot of the times you're going to action on them more. And so being able to have a resource at the end of each of these modules isn't just going to help you create a successful podcast. It's also going to get you in the right mind frame to go, this is how my podcast is going to be structured. So giving you a variety of different educational resources, as well as a bit of a roadmap as to how you should think about this part of your podcasting journey, all of that you're going to find right in Podbean's Podcast Academy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something where, you know, when you're starting out, it can be really overwhelming. But like you said, it's important to just get started. And we've got those resources here for you. So in terms of utilizing webinars and live events offered by Podbean Academy, what are the resources there for podcasters looking to enhance their skills, right? To upskill, to uplevel in terms of production, in terms of the quality of their content? Sure. So I think in terms of the webinar and in terms of the content you'll find overall in Podbean Academy, you'll find a variety of, we'll just call them resources, right? Because they're going to be yeah. in all different mediums. But specifically yeah. with the webinars, I think the webinars give you an hour long, much like you're probably listening to here, half hour, hour point, gives you a full rundown, a full course, so to speak, of what you can expect within that given track. One of my favorite tracks, just because I'm, I'm such a gear nerd, right, is always about the recording your podcast episode, the recording your podcast webinar. The recording your podcast webinar is a really powerful one because as technology does evolve, as things in the industry do evolve, there are always some general concepts about recording, about producing your show, and about some of the gear that's required that'll always tend to be evergreen. Some of the names may change, but the concepts of what kind of microphones exist, the kinds of interfaces you might need how to use yeah. headphones, how to get into the editing process, all of those things stay fairly evergreen. When you find yourself asking that question in your podcast lifecycle, hmm, I wonder what gear I should use, or hey, I'm doing what Podbean said, and I'm recording right on my phone, but I want to take it to the next level. I see that there are these podcasters who have these really cool microphones, and 
you know, it looks like they're plugging them into a little box looking thing. What, what's that thing? This, these webinars help answer those questions for you in depth. When you look at the modules within the academy, they're broken down into bite-sized chunks into an ov overall track, right? I keep going back to that word. But the webinars give it all to you at once. What's nice also is a lot of the times the webinars have had or will have, depending on if they're live or pre-recorded, chat built into them as well with some of our people answering questions or answering questions from that session that was pre-recorded. You may have a question that hasn't been answered within the webinar. We give you the opportunity to ask questions to us during that. And if it is a pre-recorded one, we give you our contact information at the end, the where to go, so that you can follow up on that afterwards. I think the webinars, the thing that's special about them is they give an opportunity to dive even deeper instead of just in the track. So the track is a great getting started taste tester. It gives you a great deep dive. But then in the webinars, we have the ability to go even further with that too. You know, I could really talk about all of these things all day, but um, the short answer is any resource you need is right there. And the webinars give you an even deeper resource into learning about that specific topic. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to get into kind of the, the details of creating an engaging and high quality podcast and creating that really high quality content. So what are the key best practices? I mean, I know that we cover this in Podbean Academy and in a lot of our webinars, but let's get into it today, John. I um, mean, for everybody out there, obviously, if you have any questions, you can always email us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. And of course, we've got the link to Podbean Academy here in today's description as well, along with that email. But in terms of best practices, let's jump in. What are some key best practices for creating engaging and high quality podcast content? Sure. So one of the first things that a lot of podcasters tend to do when they first start podcasting is they hit record and they just go and they record. And then they're on a recording for an hour and a half. They get to that second recording. That second recording sometimes might be an hour. Maybe it's a little bit less. By the third episode, they're trying to think of things to come up with. They're thinking of, oh, I, you know, I already kind of took all of the things that were in here and now they're out here. So now what's next? Here are my hands. So now they're out here. What's next? When you think about starting your podcast, we talk about the why. I've already spoken about that a little bit, right? For some considerations. But one of the big considerations to think about is depending on the kind of content you're looking to put out and the kind of content that you personally enjoy listening to, what is the duration of your podcast? How long is each episode going to be based on who you're looking to target with your audience? How long do they have in their day or their weeks or their months to be able to dedicate to listening to your content? Knowing how long your episodes are going to be and really helping to figure out how long you're going to be able to record and edit for and then put out the content is going to be pivotal towards creating really engaging content. This thing we always say in the industry, right? How long should your podcast be? As long as it needs to be and no longer, right? If you've been here in these sessions, you've heard me say that multiple times, welcome to Podcasting Smarter. But when we talk about that, it really is important. The other thing to consider also is think about what kind of content you're going to create. Are you going to just be speaking to your audience just one-on-one? -on -one? Are you going to be including other guests into your podcast? Are you going to be doing interviews? If you're doing interviews, and there's a whole separate component of how do you make sure that your guests are as prepared as possible for what they need to get the clearest sound on your podcast. How does your schedule have to look for that? What kind of things do you have to send them in advance, like prep questions? What kind of things do you need to consider with them? Do you send them a rider saying, hey, 
Here's when you come on my show, make sure you're using headphones, make sure you're using this device. Here's the outlet we're using to record, whether that's the Podbean app to record or Zoom or whatever the case may be. These are all considerations you need to think about. And we haven't even talked about hitting the record button yet. But the preparation that you do before you hit record and before that red light goes on, in my opinion, could be even more crucial than even what happens quality-wise when you hit the record button. The other thing that I would say to do as a podcaster starting out is if you really want to do this and you want to have some fun with it and you really want to feel stress-free or you want to feel, for example, like you've got a bit more control over it, think five episodes ahead. Think down the road and say, okay, I'm starting a podcast about whatever topic. What are the five episodes that I'd like to put out? What are the five topics that I'd like to cover? And that can help you really strategize how that's going to look for yourself. So let's say, for example, let's talk about podcasting. If you ever need to know how to format your podcast and your podcasting series, talk to Norma Jean, because Norma Jean (laughs) has laid out these podcasting smarter series just extremely well over the last X amount of years. So kudos to you on that. But what you'll see is there are a variety of different tools that she uses. And it'll say, here's this episode, here's what the topic's going to be about, here's the host, and some general recording information, some general questions that you're going to go over. And she'll have that for like a month or two. And please feel free to step in and be like, John, this is actually No, I will afterward. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I want to let you kind of start and then I'll jump in for sure. Yeah, that prep work is so crucial because you're able to see even a month down the road, a couple weeks down the road and say, in this episode, maybe I don't have to go so crazy speaking about this element of, of podcasting. I can save that for a future episode when I'm talking to this guest. And it helps you really tighten up the episode. It helps you really navigate what that episode is going to be about and really make sure you have a good, concise, engaging episode. Please feel free to tell them a bit about your process. Yeah, I mean, with Podcasting Smarter and in all of the kind of podcast educational content that we have with Podbean, first of all, the podcast for Podcasting Smarter comes out every Tuesday, 7 a.m. Eastern. The consistency is really key there in terms of engaging with your listeners and your audience because they want to know there's that psychological subconscious trust that they have knowing they can depend on your podcast when it comes out each day, each time that it's going to be the same. So I think that that's really important. And like you said, John, having that format that says, hey, this is my show. This is who I am. This is what today's episode is about. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Here's the value that you're going to get. Here's our guest. Here's why they're important. Here's why you should think they're important. And here we go. And we're going on the journey together. And so I think in terms of creating engaging and high quality content, it's about that formula. And it's important to have that formula. And it's also important to pivot. right? (laughs) So don't be afraid to change things that aren't working. With Podbean, I'm going to talk about this forever. Um, We have a heat map that'll tell you when people are listening to your podcast. So at Podcasting Smarter, we know 7 a.m. Tuesday morning, that's the best. People are going to wake up and on their way to work, East Coast or West Coast, they're going to be able to listen to the show, right? It's going to be something where maybe they're indie podcasters, maybe they're professionals. They're going to be able to listen midweek, right? We know Tuesday is the hottest day for us. So that's when we publish the podcast. And what's great about Podbean is that you get that data, right? You're going to get that analytics data and you're going to be able to see when your audience is listening. And if they're listening at a different time, we will consistently put it out at that different time and day. Right? So it's important to, to have consistency and pivot when you need to. I think that's a really important aspect. And also really focusing on value. What is the value that you're going to be able to provide your podcaster? 
in the way and the format that they're going to be able to digest it. How long is that? How much information? Is it going to be overwhelming? Do you need to break down concepts? Do you need to consistently point out, hey, this is what you're going to learn today? Hey, this is where the value is. Hey, this is why this guest is important. I think those are really important aspects as well. Um, And like you said at the beginning, podcasting is a journey. So don't feel like you have to really be the proest pro at the beginning. You know, I think that there, that fallacy holds a lot of people back. The number one thing I would say is to just do it. And then from there, you can tweak as you go, right? You can make yeah. those small tweak, make those small changes and really build your success with the data and with the formula that is going to be successful for your audience, right? It's going to give them the most value as well. I want to talk next about editing and production because I know that you've talked about how much you love that. And it really is your wheelhouse. John's our in-house kind of tech nerd, I guess I would say. You're a mic, mic nerd, in-house mic nerd. I'd definitely. say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I mean, I love a good mic, but like, I think you get particularly excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that has to do with your background in music and everything. But in terms of audio production and some of the mics and tools, what do you, and specifically the Podbean Academy, you know, what are the things that we're going over that are really going to help make the difference to podcasters to learn about what works for them and their recording process? When it comes to gear, there are so many people just like myself, that whole audio gear nerd that can totally go down and yeah. talk your ear off about you know, all the different facets of all the different hardware and software. But at the end of the day, to do the job, uh, what you're really trying to accomplish is getting the clearest audio possible in the easiest way or in the highest audio quality way, right? There's two different elements to think about it. But for podcasters, really what we're trying to do is we're trying to capture that audio in the clearest way possible and in many times in the easiest way possible, right? Um, the reason why I'm talking up the Shure MV7 so much is because it's so simple. The reason we're talking up the Vocaster is because it's so simple. Um, the Vocaster is what we call an interface. And all of the terms I'm going to go over here, I'm going to go over at a bit of a high level. But in Podbean Academy, we go into a deep dive as to what the gear really is and what our recommendations are in much deeper depth, right? But an interface like you saw Norma Jean hold up with the Vocaster that's where you plug all of your microphones into and where you can plug your headphones into, which plugs into your computer where you can record your podcast um, on your software, right? So when you think of an interface, an interface can be as expansive as having 8, 9, 16 different inter or inputs that you can have to record up to 16 different things at the same time. You can have a simpler interface like the Vocaster, which just has two ins and has all of these different features built into it. So that all you really have to do is hit buttons to make yourself sound great and make it really easy to get right into the highest audio quality, right? Right into your computer. Microphones are something that most gear nerds, including myself, will absolutely love. Transparently, I have taken this Shure MV7 through the paces, not just in podcasting, but in vocal singing recording as well. And pretty dope. I will <laughs> say that the thing with the MV7 that's really nice is the MV7 is what we call a dynamic microphone. So it's a microphone that's a little bit more rugged. It can be more on the road. And we say that because many podcasters may be recording in their studio like we are now. Many podcasters may be on the go as well. And they need a durable microphone that if it gets knocked around, it's still going to hold up the integrity of that audio quality. I think the MV7 does that very well. And any dynamic microphone that you get is going to be tested both in studio and on field recording, remote recording, wherever you're going 
you know that you're going to get a microphone that's extremely durable. The counter to that is that you're going to remove some of those frequencies or some of those maybe wanted frequencies because it's focusing more on durability over just the overall EQ, right? The condenser microphone, which is a different type of microphone altogether, it's a lot more sensitive, but very sensitive. Yeah. You're you're not yeah. just going to hear your voice. You're going to hear the sound of the inside of your mouth. Right? That's yes. The, the, oh, the I like to think to of think, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The best way to think about a condenser microphone is it's going to be the most accurate representation of whatever it's picking up. Right. And that could be you. That could be the room. That could be, like you said, the inside of your mouth, all those kinds of things. They have a, a larger frequency range, but they are a little bit more delicate. So usually you might want to use those if you find that you're going to be mostly recording in your studio and the microphone's not really going from place to place. All that to be said, we're talking about all this different gear that you have. You'd be surprised how much solid audio quality you can get simply by using, for example, the Apple earpods that come with older Apple devices or the ones that you can go into Apple and just buy, the ones with the microphones built in. Really what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that clear audio quality It has headphones built in. So number one, when you're recording a podcast, always use headphones. You don't have to break the bank on the headphones for that going for the audio quality. You're just looking to make sure that the microphone's not picking up any sort of back audio from whatever you're recording into, right? You're cutting out all the additional piece, all the additional unwanted audio. So the short answer for all that is what are some of the main pieces that you need to consider about the hardware side? You need a microphone. Many times you might need an interface. And you're definitely going to need headphones. But something like the MV7, you can plug either into an interface or directly into your USB on your computer, which makes it even easier to take it on the go, get really high audio quality and all that kind of stuff, too. Did we also say we're going to talk about editing? Because I'll talk about editing, too. I don't know if we we did. did. No, we're definitely going to talk about editing. And and I love what you said specifically about microphones. I mean, I know that you and I are both in love with our MV7s. Shout out to our friends at, at Shore. Because we're a software company, right? So for us, gear is just fun. Yes. Oh, wow. This is a tactile product. You know, you can touch and play with in person. Whereas, you know, on on Podbean, you're doing everything online, which is so much fun because you kind of go into the world of podcasting and upload your episodes and monetize and do everything within the platform. So for us, gear is so much fun. Um, But I love what you said specifically about having a mic where you can have an XLR, which is going to be that microphone cord. You're going to get the higher quality or it can directly plug in to your computer via USB which is really important as well. And like you said, making sure you have headphones and a microphone. And I think that that's the basic. And and what we talk about at Podbean Academy is all of the different options for you based on your show and based on what your production process looks like, what you want to spend, all these factors. So I think it's something where we really kind of go in depth and you get to kind of dive in. And, uh, you know, these are free resources. So at Podbean, we really just want to help you podcast successfully. That's really our ethos because we want it to be as easy as possible for everybody and not feel intimidating, right? You know, when people are talking about dynamic mics and condenser mics, if you don't know what's going on, you can feel like I'm not in the cool mic nerd club, right? I don't know all the details. I don't know what's going on. And and that's really what we're here to talk about today to kind of break those things down, tell you where the resources are. So you don't have to feel intimidated, right? You can know that, hey, dynamic mics are going to pick up more specifically the voice and what's directly in front of them, and condenser mics are going to pick up every sound that ever could possibly be picked up by the microphone. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, again, it's not something where these terms should frighten you. They're, they're simply just terms. And 
knowing the difference like we're talking about here between something like a, a dynamic microphone, a condenser microphone. There's one that's also out there called a ribbon microphone. That don't really you don't really need to worry about that in the world of podcasting traditionally. But the good news is there's nothing scary about these terms. They just as you said, they just tell you what you can expect from that microphone. And that's also the kind of thing with podcasting too. As a podcast hosting company giving you resources, wanting you to be successful, we're doing a big deep dive on each of these different topics. But at no means should this be, oh, well, podcasting really is this arduous endeavor. Not at all. Far from it. It's just to be the best podcaster that you can be. We want to do our best to give you all these different resources. So don't ever take anything that we're talking about as, well, podcasting is actually very tough to do. Podcasting is extremely fun. And there's so many ways that you can get really good quality. And that's why we're here to help. Yeah, exactly. We want you to have maximum fun, minimal work. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the point of, you know, a lot of our educational resources and specifically Podbean Academy. So let's dive in and talk editing, John. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So in terms of editing, you know, at Podbean Academy, we really talk about editing styles and how to get into that nuance of creating that narrative for your show. But let's talk about solutions first. Sure. So the first thing you want to consider about editing is what piece of software you're going to use. And we call those in the industry DAWs, digital audio workstations. All that means is what's the software you're going to use to record your content into and edit your show. And there's so many different kinds out there that you can get. If you're a professional audio engineer, I'm sure you know those logics. You know those, uh, I was going to say Final Cut, that's for video. Uh, you know your Pro Tools, you know all these different ones. But even the free side, if you have an Apple product, you have GarageBand, you have Hindenburg, you have Audacity, you have all these different resources and all these different softwares that'll match what you're looking for and fit your editing style. For me, because of my background with audio editing, engineering and music and things like that, I tend to go for something like Logic Pro because I like a lot of the really more advanced features that you get. But I've recorded and edited podcasts in probably all of them. And they all are going to do the same thing at the end of the day. They're going to allow you to see the audio files that you've recorded. They're going to allow you to edit those, add and change and do EQs and make your podcast sound as great as possible. Now, I get to stand on my soapbox for a second and talk about DAW templates because we need to talk <laughs> about DAW templates. What are these? So a DAW template is once you go ahead and you have what I would say your kind of overall sound, right? You know what your intro music is going to be generally. You know what your outro is going to be. And generally, you kind of have the idea of this is the microphone I'm using, this is the room I'm usually in, and these are some of the frequencies and sounds that I want my voice to sound like. You can go ahead and create a project within any of these DAWs and just name it, for example, podcast template. And what that'll do is instead of every time you start a new show, you have to go in, you have to do file new, you have to create all these new tracks, you have to re-edit all this kind of stuff that could take like up to 20 minutes to do or whatever. Just create a podcast DAW template. And anytime you record that audio, you could just go ahead and drop the audio right into that session. You already yes. have your intro and your outro there. So yes. already that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You can move as necessary, but you already have all of these elements that are basically predisposed by you and already preset, let's say. So it makes that editing, it takes that editing time and cuts it down significantly. So before you even start touching and fixing your audio, start looking into creating just a podcast template, a DAW template, as we'll call it here. But that's going to cut down so much time on editing. That's going to give you back way more time as a podcaster to do whatever it is you would like to do, whether that's 
you know, more marketing, whether that's take a drink of water, whatever the case may be, you have more time available to do the things that you love just simply just by having a podcast dot template. We're talking about the editing part of it now. So you've got your session, you've got, let's just say like your half hour of audio, right? Yeah. What are some things that you want to listen into? The main point of editing is two things. You want to make the audio sound as professional and clear as possible and edit it to what you want your podcast to overall sound like, right? If you have a microphone that's picking up maybe some harsher EQ frequencies, maybe the EQ that you put on your EQ is just you're looking at all the different sound waves and all the different bands and changing the ones that you want to change. If you want your voice to sound bassier, maybe raise the low end, drop the high end. If you want your voice to sparkle a little bit more, maybe you lower the low end and boost the high end. These are just some just general things, right? That's one thing. The other thing is when someone is listening to your episode, how engaging is it? And by engaging, how much dead air is there or how much guesswork does it sound like there is in your audio? Basically, when someone is listening to your podcast, you want them to have a cohesive listening experience. So let's say I'm speaking like this, and there's lots of this dead air and lots of this space. You're probably not going to hang on every single word that I say, and you're going to be kind of like, hey, John, get to the point. Let's let's roll this along. Let's go. You may be saying that already. Totally cool. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great example, you know, and we've all had those guests that either, you know, they take long pauses or they speak with yeah. a different cadence. So that's an important point. And there's nothing wrong with somebody coming on and having that as their just general cadence. But when you get into the editing process of looking at the audio and saying, how do I tighten this podcast episode up? Those are some things you want to look for. Look for those gaps of dead air where you can go ahead, remove those spaces, and you can bring the audio files closer together. You'd be surprised, number one, by doing that. You can usually, off the bat, remove about three or four minutes of podcast audio from your podcast, which tightens up your audio. It makes it sound good, um, and it makes it a lot more engaging for the listener to listen to. And again, the more engaging your podcast is, the first side of building your podcast audience is marketing it. The second side is retaining said audience. Having an engaging podcast is going to raise that retention, right? It's also going to make you sound a lot more confident and your guests sound more confident on the topic that you're talking about. Um, the other thing we talk about is filler words, right? So, you know, I mean, well, you know, uh, yeah, like things like this. Again, these are just natural um, cadences that um, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of programs out there that help you remove them. So, for for instance, specifically, our friends at Descript have a feature called Remove Filler Words. <laughs> oh, And literally the AI, the AI will pull out, you know, every single filler word. It'll identify it. You know, I have to say for podcasting smarter, sometimes it can be over 200. And it'll pull them out. It makes your guests <laughs> sound more serious and reduces the gap so that they can sound more concise and can retain the focus and attention of your audience. Yeah, I, I think that's the most important word that you said is retaining the attention of the audience, because that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to get people to continue to listen to our shows week to week, month to month, year to year, right? And if someone feels like you're just trailing on or someone feels like, in so many words, kind of like get to the point in your mm. episode a bunch of times, they may feel like your podcast is meandering. They may feel like your podcast episode, you're just kind of talking to hear yourself, whereas you're giving them this nice hey, I'm speaking to you from a place of either entertainment or authority or whatnot, but we're not wasting your time. 
you're going to listen to us. You're going to have a good time, but you don't have to wait to hear what I have to say because I can't think of it. It makes you sound more professional. And don't get it twisted. There are people, yes, over time as you podcast that you'll hear yourself back and you'll be like, oh, maybe I should do this in my natural cadence to help it in the editing process. But don't ever feel like you have to right off the bat fix the way that you're talking or automatically think of that. That's what the editing process is for. Like Norma Jean said, there are podcast episodes where she's editing out 200 filler words or 200 pauses or whatnot. That's fine. That happens. We are human. This is our natural cadence. You're talking. You know, we are stream of consciousness beings, all those kinds of things. So those <laughs> programs just help us. Those programs make it much easier. And uh, yeah, speaking about the Descript side, that thing is crazy good. So if you it's haven't looked crazy at Descript, good. it's got, it's yeah, like, we, here's the filler. It's word, amazing. Done. It's amazing. We've got an integration yeah. with Descript and Hindenburg for that case on that note. But, um, th you know, really a lot of these softwares that allow you to edit your podcast in cool ways with AI and that are super efficient and have these templates built in, you can publish directly from Podbean. You don't have to download, re-upload. You don't have to, you know, spend more time sitting there in front of a computer while something, you know, downloads and then how long does it take to upload? And you can do it directly right. from the back end. So we have, we had, we did an event with Descript in November. So you can check that out all about the integration where we talked to Christiana and Ariel from the Descript team and Squadcast. So, you know, they really kind of outline what that integration is like, which is very cool. And the filler words, it's amazing. I mean, the AI that's being used in editing these days is very cool. We're living in the future, John. Yeah. And I will even say that the part of my process for some of the podcasts that I even edit here for Podbean are I'll put everything in my DAW template and logic like I talked about. I'm very familiar with that. It's very easy for me to just do some general EQing and make that happen. And then sometimes I'll take that final audio file, throw it in Descript and say, the audio sounds how I want it to sound. And then I'll use Descript just to find the filler words and take it out. And yeah. to tell you some podcast episodes that are a half hour, 45 minutes long, take me from start to finish 20 minutes to edit within that whole cycle. And there's nothing wrong with having multiple tools that you use and being able to have a tool like Descript that's just like, filler word, go away. Now do that for 200 of them. It's ridiculous. You, We are living in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So these are the kind of things we're going to talk to you about at Podbean Academy. You know, show you the back end of a lot of these programs. Talk about the best practices for a lot of these systems and how to use them for your podcast, which ones are best for your use case, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's what we're really here talking about today, because we have an entire library of free resources at Podbean, and we're really dedicated to making sure that you have the information you need to make your podcast in a really non-stressful way, right? <laughs> we want it to be as easy as possible. Like John said, podcasting is really fun, and we want you to be able to have the most fun while doing the least amount of work that doesn't feel fun to you. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. So I want to talk next about, you know, the importance of format and structure and how we talk about this in Podbean Academy and really, you know, what are some resources that can optimize this? But maybe today we can also talk about some helpful tips as well. Sure. So the formatting part of your podcast actually comes up in our how to start a podcast track. And it's yeah. something that we do bring it up in that section. But over time, even if you're a veteran podcaster, you may have podcasts that are just kind of, again, going back to it, just one stream of audio, right? Yeah. But you may be saying, how can I go ahead and make my pod or how can I take my podcast to the next level? What are some different things that I can do to grow my audience? Or, you know, maybe you just want to change up the format after a year or so of podcasting. You want to try something new. When we talk about formatting your show, the formatting can really come down to breaking up your podcast into different sections. This accomplishes a couple things. Number one, 
If you're formatting your show to have various sections, what kind of sections are they? Maybe you can create different sections within your podcast to build listener engagement. So what does that mean? Hey, at the beginning of your show, you tell people what your show is going to be about. You take a minute or so, do like a quick overview. Maybe after that, what you do is you have a small segment that says, real quick, what I want you guys to do is I want you to go over to Spotify. I want you to go over to Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, and leave me a review. Leave me a comment. And I'm going to go ahead and read them on the show, the new ones that I get this week. This one is from George. Hey, you have nice hair. You can't see me. I do audio podcasts, but great. Thanks so much for it. And what you do is you segment that. And what that's doing is you're creating a way for your listeners to engage with you. And you're also using it as something that you can bring to your show. So it serves two purposes. Then after that, maybe your format is, okay, now we're going to get into the main topics we're talking about. And you spend 20, 30 minutes on that. You know, people then know, okay, the first couple of minutes is where they're doing the shout outs. If there's someone who's really engaged with your show, you can give those actionable items as we talked about. Formatting your show also talks about finding places where you can place advertisements in your show. We talk about monetizing your show. And even if you're just starting your podcast, over time, your podcast is going to get more downloads. Your back catalog becomes very important. So there are small considerations you can do to say, maybe here I'll go ahead and add a second or two of break so I can dynamically insert ads later on down the road when that time comes through. Or maybe you're a podcaster that is just starting and you have an audience already that you're bringing in of a couple thousand or five or six figures to listen to your show. Already, you're going to have to think about formatting your show to leave timestamps for those advertisements as well. And then the other thing too is, this is something that doesn't often get talked about, is you could format your shows and record form the different parts of the formats on different days. So what do I mean by that? Let's say you know on Monday, you've got like a half hour to record. But let's say Friday, you know, you've got like an hour and a half, two hours, the kids are asleep and you're like, I'm going to go up to my studio and I'm going to record all yeah. this stuff. Maybe to make it easier on you, that half hour on Monday, you go, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and record the shorter segments. Maybe that's where you record two or three episodes worth of the reviews, right? Hey, George said I had nice hair on this week. Then you have another review that you said, hey, love the show, uh, keep it up. And you record all those segments. Then on the other day in the week, you record the three longer bits that'll happen in the three coming episodes. Right. Yeah. So there's different ways that you can structure it. But the point is you're finding something that works for you and you're using the time that you have and the format that you have to help you figure out what's the best way to get to the end goal, which is creating the podcast that you want to create and getting listeners to come back to your show. What it also does is over time as you're formatting your show, it helps your listeners understand what to expect from your show. It helps them understand, just as Norma Jean said about knowing when your show is coming out. If you have an episode that's 60 minutes, then 30 minutes, then 20 minutes, then an hour and a half, it becomes difficult for a listener to say, you know, this is about how much I'm going to allocate to this in my day. Are they thinking that technically? Probably not. But they're thinking more like, oh, okay, cool. I see that this episode is going to be like an hour. Oh, that's a lot of time. Okay, let me just go to this one. That's going to be a little bit shorter, right? If they know that they've got their favorite segments, or they know, okay, it's an hour long, and they're breaking it up into segments, Maybe you give someone the opportunity to listen to your show throughout the week, but they listen to 10 minutes here, second segment here, third segment here. It gives them just another way to know what to expect and to be able to fit your content into their day, into their week, into their month, and overall into the years to come if they're listening to your show. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to kind of sum up or just the main takeaway, I would say, of, of what you just said is really 
that value, right? What's the value that your listener is going to get out of this? And how can you deliver value in a way that they're going to appreciate it, right? In terms of format and structure. If somebody writes you a review and you say, hey, this was such a great review, like everybody wants to hear their great review read. They really do, right? (laughs) And if somebody has your listener of your audience, maybe even you have a parenting podcast, right? You know, parents don't have heaps of time, right? So maybe you say, hey, this is going to be, we're going to have three 10 minute segments today and pause when you need to. And here's the timestamps. Here's the chapters on this episode. Make sure that you're formatting your show in order to work with your audience's listening habits. So I think that that's a really important aspect as well. And I want to talk next about audience growth and engagement. So, I mean, that's something that we talk about a lot at Podbean Academy and, you know, at Podbean in general with a lot of our educational resources, because audience growth is really the measure of success for a lot of podcasters, right? Engagement, like, you know, like you said, that retention is going to be huge. That's half of your engagement, right? Not only just to get the people, but to keep the people listening. Uh, So I think that's a really important facet as well. But in terms of audience growth and engagement, how does the Podbean Academy, you know, what resources do we offer to talk about that? And can we just kind of offer a little bit of an overview today? Because I love talking about audience growth. I think it's one of the biggest kind of hot things that everybody's talking about these days. Yeah. And I think when you start a podcast, you think about who else is interested in what I have to say or who else is going to share my ideas or things like that, right? So with that, within Podbean Academy, we do have a lot of resources under how to grow your podcast, about how you can grow your audience and retain over time. A lot of that also comes in the track that we have about how to start a podcast. Because again, all the prep work you do in advance is really setting up that podcast to make sure that you're building these habits or these understanding in your audience and your potential audience, right? So don't ever undersell the fact on how much prep work in that whole how to start a podcast track in Podbean Academy, how much of that is going to assist in growth over time. But talking about you started your podcast, what resources do we have, all that kind of stuff, right? Afterwards, with Podbean Academy and talking about how to grow your podcast, the different resources, again, are thinking about, okay, what things are you currently doing to grow your show? Monetization has a little bit to do with that in terms of what kind of outlets are you using in order to bring income to your show? Therefore, if, for example, you're running a live stream and people are donating a couple bucks to you here and there, or you're doing a live stream and you're getting a decent amount of traffic from that and a decent amount of money, can you put that back into podcast advertising? That's always the thing that people think about, right? How can I grow my show? Advertise your podcast on other podcasts. Like That's a really big one. (laughs) And I always start off, in most of my conversations we've had, I always start off with the other side of it, which is like the, I'm not going to invest any money. How do I grow my show? But here we're taking the other approach because we're really kind of diving into, I want a podcast. I want people to hear me. How do I go ahead and get into more eyes and ears? Well, if you have an ad that you're running on shows that are within your niche, that are within your vision, then the likelihood of somebody hearing your ad on another show that's within your wheelhouse, them going, hey, might be worth checking that out never undersell how important that can be. Do you have to pay for all that advertising? If you use the ads marketplace, yes. And I would definitely stress that you do because it's a valuable resource. But there may be many podcasters who are willing to do an ad swap just off a cross promotional opportunity, which is another way to grow your show. If you are a podcaster and you're doing, for example, like a baseball podcast, find other podcasts that are doing sports-based podcasts just like you, maybe within the baseball wheelhouse also. If you're a podcast talking about the Mets, I was going to say do one of the Yankees. Let's not worry about that. Uh, (laughs) If you are a podcast talking about 
you know, the Mets or whatnot, maybe you can find someone either in the area that's also speaking about another New York team or somebody who's speaking about another MLB team, things like that. And what you can do is co-host each other's shows. Co-hosting gives you the ability to grow each other's audience. If I'm coming on Norma Jean's show and Norma Jean is coming on mine, then those audiences may follow us over and you may be able to grow a listenership in that way. But being able to say, hey, Norma Jean, I have an ad I'd love to run on your show. Will you give me an ad and we can go ahead and run them on each other's shows? That can be very powerful in terms of growing that audience. Another thing also is thinking about ways that you can engage your community. We talk about social media all the time. Social media groups like Facebook groups are super helpful and super massive for growing a fan base because do you have to cater it? Do you have to go into it and really make it a place that people want to come to? Yes. But as you grow your audience, as you grow and engage listenership, those people become brand ambassadors for you. And maybe today you started and you got five people and you're starting off and you're engaging conversations. Not did you listen to the show? But maybe there was something on the show that you spoke about. Let's get dicey. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. CM Punk just came back to WWE. My wrestling fans know exactly what I'm talking about there. Is How long is it going to be until CM Punk main events WrestleMania? Who's he going to go against? Is he going to go against Seth Rollins? Is he going to go against Roman Reigns? All those kinds of things, right? I don't have to say, did you listen to the episode that I just recorded to hear my thoughts on CM Punk? You can simply come out and say, who do you think CM Punk is going to go against if he wins the Royal Rumble for WrestleMania? Things like that. You start engagement there. You're involved in the community. I think this because X, Y, Z. You can throw in, well, in the podcast, I said this. This is why I believe. And what you do is you're not just growing your podcast. You're growing an audience around your brand. And then people are going to be checking out your show. Those people are going to be speaking to their friends who they're going to bring to show your show to. And, you know, it's a very organic way for you to grow an audience. It takes time. You know, the timing depends on podcaster, depends on all these different factors. But if you're really serious about growing your show, growing an audience in a really organic way like that cannot be understated. And your podcast can be the conduit at which you develop those communities and vice versa. Those are at least some main takeaways. And we talk to you in Podbean Academy about how to help grow those different pieces of your podcast branding. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we don't have that long, John. I think we've got maybe 10 or 15 more minutes here today. Oh, boy. Um, I know. So we're going to talk a little bit more about SEO and monetization. But also, I, ju- I just want to point out before we do, you know, there are a lot of challenges faced by podcasters. And and the point of Podbean Academy is really to address these issues, right? So anytime that you have a question about podcasting or you're struggling with how to grow your show, you're struggling with how to retain your audience, or you want to know the best way to record your podcast, edit your podcast, that's really what we've got these resources for today. And the links all here, they're literally free. It's free resources right? <laughs> to help you really learn anything you want to know about podcasting that'll help you succeed with ease. That's really our mission here. That's our ethos here at Podbean. So next I want to talk just briefly because we don't have that much time left, but SEO and podcasting is a really big one. And we talk about this at Podbean Academy. So tell us a bit about that. And then we can briefly talk about one of my favorite things, monetization. Sure. Yeah. With Podbean Academy and growing your show, one of the things that we try to give you resources for are ways to think about how to title your show, how to optimize your show descriptions, right? Because one way that you get discovered is by people finding you in their favorite podcasting app, right? And it may be your favorite podcasting app too. But the main point is, if you're talking about a specific topic, how are you ensuring that people are going to come across your show? 
with some of the resources in Podbean Academy, we talk about, and this has been one of my favorite interviews we've done for years. It was with Amy Whitney of Real, I believe it was Real English Conversations. And in that interview, she talks about the practice of researching what terms make the most sense for your show, reverse engineering those within the different directories, and figuring out how you can optimize your titles to specify what those search engines are going to be looking for, right, to come across your show. Because, again, kind of going back to the sports example, you can have a podcast that's all about the New York Mets, right? But the New York Mets are still around. And Mike Piazza is somebody who's a great baseball player. But maybe people who are looking more about the Mets and looking at where their standings are aren't looking for Mike Piazza. So specifically, not all the time. Sometimes they are. But (laughs) if someone is looking for a show about the Mets, maybe the titling Mike Piazza comes on the show isn't going to pull that traffic, right? Maybe you want to go, you know, New York Mets player Mike Piazza joins us for a conversation on baseball. You see how it's the same thing. The same person's there. The content is exactly the same. But what you're doing is you're adding these additional keywords in there for people that are searching about the New York Mets as opposed to just Mike Piazza and vice versa, right? But the point is you're researching these different shows that you love or within your niche and saying, what keywords do I have to have in my description and what keywords do I have to have in my title in order to make sure that when you search for a specific keyword that's about my podcast, that I come up instead of the sea of other podcasters that are out there. And surprisingly, you may think that this is something that's kind of a bit of an oversight or something that's fairly, fairly simple. You'd be surprised the amount of podcasters that don't have this optimization in mind when they're creating this. So for you, when you're starting your show or you're putting out your titles, or even if you've been doing it for a while and you're like, I want to get more eyes and ears on it, going down this road of keyword optimization, SEO research, using the resources that we have to help you optimize that, that's going to help you so much in the long term gain the audience. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we do have a lot of support at Podbean Academy, just a lot of free resources on SEO optimization. And like John was saying, you want to make sure that those titles are going to be optimized so people can find your show. The titles of your file, make sure you're naming your file (laughs) correctly, right? There's so many different nuanced aspects. And so we just want to make sure that you guys have a checklist and that everything's easy for you and in one place. So I love that example with Mike Piazza and the Mets. <laughs> Great example, John. Um, and lastly, last but not least, very not least, I want to talk about monetization. Because at Podbean, we have a lot of monetization built in, right? We have incredible tech built into the back end of Podbean. We have something called programmatic advertising, where if your podcast qualifies, you can sign up and ads will be automatically inserted without you having to do anything. We also have something called DAI, which is short for dynamic ad insertion. And we teach you all about that. And that's where, you know, you can upload your ad, a host red ad by you for your podcast. And we have the least expensive DAI in the entire industry. It's a dollar per thousand impressions. And what it does is that you can select where in your episode your ad is inserted, and then you can serve fresh ads on your entire back catalog. So you may have years of episodes and you'll be able to offer ads, hey, maybe for Christmas or maybe for Valentine's Day coming up, or maybe for summer sales. You never know, right? If you have advertisers or partners, or even if it's a podcast for your own business, you can insert fresh ads and update your listeners for episodes that are evergreen and really popular forever. Yeah, it's so true. And 
when you think about something like dynamic ad insertion, it sounds like crazy technology, right? It sounds like something that crazy. you're going to have to pull out a book on. It's not. It's the simplest way for you to take your ads. And here's the thing. Before, what you used to have to do, and some people still do this, um, they would have to take the ad and they would have to put it in their DAW, their software. Then they go ahead, they bounce the file, they upload it. A couple of weeks, couple months go by, and all of a sudden that ad is still in your show. And then you have to go back, you have to find it, you have to clip it, the, the, the whole thing, right? But here, what yeah. the dynamic ad insertion allows you to do very simply, and we go over how to use DAI within Podbean Academy also, all you do is you find where in the episode you want to go ahead and insert those ads, and you could switch them out over time. It makes it super easy, barely an inconvenience for you to just go in, find the spot in your episode that you want to insert that ad, switch the ad, whatever you want to do with it, and it gets automatically thrown into your RSS feed. So any of the podcasting directories will be able to play back that ad for you. And that's only one of the levels of monetization that we go over. Yeah. Right? There's so many different tools. We just uh, did the Apple subscriptions, or Apple podcast subscriptions integration, which um, for those who are just new to that game, Apple Podcasts now allows you to sell your podcast. So what does that mean? Let's say you have exclusive content that you want your audience to listen to, or let's say you have an ad-free version of your show, or let's say you have different segments that you've cut out that you can then put behind a paywall, things like this, right? Apple Podcasts now allows you to have a section where people can pay to listen to exclusive content. So for your most dedicated audience who wants even more of what you're doing, you can now use your content to create additional income for your show. And what's nice about that is you can publish that extra content all within the Podbean ecosystem. So you don't have to go anywhere else. There's no extra steps. All you have to do is when you upload an episode, you select whether it's going to be just a standard podcast episode through the RSS feed or whether it's going to be an Apple podcast subscription episode. So it makes it really easy for you to have an extra monetization tool uh, my favorite one that I always talk about is the live stream capability because uh, oh, the yeah. live stream for Podbean allows you to do an audio only live stream. You can invite multiple guests. You have about two hours that you can uh, run a live stream for. You can invite up to eight co-hosts. All that stuff is super cool in and of itself. But the mm -hmm. fact that there's a free solution for the live streaming that people can donate to you during the stream, whatever quantity they want to, makes it an easy way for a podcaster who's never done monetization before to start a live stream, to build an audience, and to receive donations from a growing audience. It's a really easy and simple way for a podcaster of any size to be able to start getting additional income from their podcast. And then we can talk about signing your show up for our ads marketplace, where if you are a podcaster looking to have ads run on your show, we talked about dynamic ad insertion already. The other side of that is the advertisers finding you. If you go to the ads marketplace, sign up your show, all you need to do is do that. There's two different options. There's the programmatic ads, which Norma Jean talked about earlier, and then there's the host thread ads. So once you get to 10,000 downloads a month on your show or higher, you become eligible for advertisers to look at your show and say, hey, I want you, yes, you, to be able to read this script and tell your audience about this product that we're looking to position. And so you have even more income that you're able to use through Podbean. So in Podbean yeah. Academy, we talk about all the ways to consider when the best time to start monetizing is, what kind of points of entry you need to consider, and 
how to really strategize all of that within your podcasting journey. Yeah, but not just the strategy. We show you how to do it, right? <laughs> we show you too. on the back yes. end, <laughs> right? Like we flip the screen around, we show you how to do it. It's something where it's really helpful. So make sure to sign up for those free resources. And like John was saying, monetization can be really uh, intimidating. And there's so many different solutions. You don't know what's right for your show. You don't know what the possibilities are. The tech can be really overwhelming. So we've got so many free resources here with Podbean's Podcast Academy. And we're just so excited to chat with you today about them. Obviously, if you have any questions, pop them here in the comments, but you can also email us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Well, John, I think we're we're just about at the hour. So I'm going to read our brief outro and then we'll wrap sure. up today. For everybody out there, all of the links to Podbean Academy's free resources are here in the description today. Like I mentioned, you can email us and I'm going to wrap up. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you, everyone, for joining us at Podcasting Smarter for our January live event, Launch Your Podcast Journey. Discover Podbean Academy's free resources where we're talking about resources to successfully get your podcast up, running, and growing, whether you're a beginner or a pro. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and industry experts. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. If you join late or want to have another listen to this conversation, you can replay this live stream on Podbean's YouTube channel and the Podcasting Smarter podcast. This is the first event in our January launch month, so please stick around as we've got production best practices with Dan from Focus Ride on January 18th and the folks from the Dear Alice Design Podcast talking all about how they grew their show, and that'll be on January 25th. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 640,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And like I mentioned earlier, if you have any questions, you can always email us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for more podcasting tips and best practices in 2024. Happy podcasting, everybody. Thanks, John. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.